0: The halls with gifts of scratchers, scratchy, scratchy, scratchy scratch, gr- scratch, scratch, scratch. Tis the season to be grateful. Givey, givey, give, g- give, give, give. Don your friends with cheery faces. Grinny, grin, grinny, grin, 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 grin. Give the gift of grinny, grin, grin. This holiday, give the gift of scratchers from the California Lottery.
1: Please play responsibly. You must be eighteen or older to purchase. Player claim.
0: Bum, 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 bum.
1: Ah, to Preach, Care, Preach with Rashad, we are the Prophets, here another episode of another sermon coming at you from 12 Ounce Sports Radio, uh, Zingo TV, AHA Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you may be listening. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Rashad, man, what's going on? What's happening, bro? Just trying to stay safe and stay inside
0: during this uh, pandemic we got going on, man. Just trying to stay safe and stay inside, bro. That's all we can do right now.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um you know, it's sometimes it's kind of hard to uh come up with a come up with a, a good show when, you know, there's just no sports going on. But hey, we still tried it out and and we're here. And we're going to have we're going to have a good show for y'all today. Best believe it. Uh so get get into the right right thing. So we are on camera live in, in a second. We'll, we'll be we'll be showing us in a second. Um Rashad, the biggest thing, man. Cam Newton uh finally getting cut we pretty much knew that was on the way um at the of Taylor bridgewater a lot of people a lot of people a lot of reactions uh coming about this about them doing him wrong uh you know whether you know whether that's a good thing or not but him getting wrong then if there, is there a really market for him nobody's really going out their way to go get him uh so let's let's kind of dive into that a little bit So when 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 Teddy Teddy got signed, everybody knew that Cam Newton was at the door, and it was kind of crazy that nobody was trying to trade for him. So what do you think about that?
0: Well, I mean, depending upon what they were seeking trade value wise, it's hard to get a trade like that. And then you got—I understand that he did somehow manage to get a physical and stuff like that, but NFL facilities aren't up and running. You know, everybody's on. social distancing, quarantine, whatever you can to describe what's going on right now. So nobody really got a chance to really work him out. And like I said, about the draft capital, what is he worth? You know, what are you willing to give up for him? And he's only on a one-year deal. But the Panthers already had decided what they were going to do anyway by signing Teddy. No use for Cam. No use for Kyle Allen. and trade the cows to the Redskins. And then, you know, with Cam, once you sign Teddy, there's no point in paying two guys, you know, To be on a roster. So once you don't have any takers trade wise, because the Bears got their guy in full, Michael can step right in knows the system. And, you know, other teams already kind of have their ideas laid out for us draft wise or things like that. So, Cam is kind of the wrong place, wrong time, because everybody already has their QB of the future or their QB for the next two, three years. And he's just an odd man now, along with.
1: Uh, Jameis Winston, right now. Yeah, um, I I don't think Cam Newton was done wrong. A lot of people keep saying that, and you got to think. Okay, so you got a new owner, uh, you got a you got a new coach, a new a new way of going, new system, and they I don't think they really care about what somebody has done for the for the Carolina Panthers to date, about what somebody done in the past, and when Luke quickly retired when. When uh, Greg Olson was cut, Thomas, da- Thomas Davis was cut, cut what, last year. Like, you knew the rebuild was coming. The, the writing was on the wall. And I don't know how to, all of a sudden how he decides to, you know, oh, he's being run, and, and they gave up on him. You know, I don't think that's the case. No,
0: the NFL is just a what well, have you done for me lately type of business, and last couple years, you know, Outside of his MVP season, that was really an outlier season. He played pretty good. Uh, 2018, they were off to a hot start, and then they went on to lose, I think, their last six or seven, something like that. So, you know, that was probably his most accurate season, but as far as the results on the field, they were going downhill. And even this past season, you know, the, re- the results and the production just wasn't there. So, it's a, it's a what have you done for related business, even though he's only, I think, Cam's 31, you know, with the amount of hits he's had, the amount of injuries he's had, the surgeries, the rehab, all that kind of stuff can just take a toll on a guy. So with all that going on, new head coach, new owner, uh, new regime pretty much all the way throughout, uh, McCaffrey, B.J. Moore, Curtis Samuel, that's a young core. All those guys have been in the league, what, three, three four years going into their third or fourth year, so it was just time to go ahead and just kind of reboot the franchise, and that's kind of where, you know, where he wasn't done wrong. It's just that's kind of where the franchise is headed. It's a a reboot. It's what have you done for me lately, and lately he hasn't been on the field or as productive, so new regime, new era for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, Teddy's just going to be a bridge guy. I mean, I understand Panthers fans may be a little sensitive to the fact that Cam got cut for Teddy who, you know, is a former MVP and Teddy's not that, but at the same time, this guy is gonna be a bridge quarterback to keep them competitive for the next year or two before they go try to draft a guy, trade for somebody, something of that nature to keep on, you know, building towards a successful future and a potential third return to a Super Bowl. But yeah, Cam wasn't done wrong. It's just uh it just made sure the business
1: yeah, um, his his market is really really small. Uh, you have to think, okay. Where 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 can he go? We talked talk about all, all the all the teams already, and it's, it's it's hard to find a spot for him when you still got guys like Andy Dalton on the market who can be traded. Which you know he will be on the trade block when uh, when Bengals select Joe Burrow next next month. Uh, you still have Jameis Winston out well, there. May
0: they, 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 they may try to keep Andy to help Joe learn the offense. So you just you just never really know what they may do with that. But you would think, you know, all sides of the point couldn't Andy Dalton potentially being out our
1: Cincinnati. Yeah, right. So I I will go ahead and mark him as out. I don't think it makes any sense because it's not like uh I mean, if I drive a quarterback one, he started week one. Like that just that just you know, makes too much sense for me. So I, I'm 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 all in I'm all in on uh on Annie Dalton being being available. You got James Winston being available, which he will be a backup, but uh and you got what, two teams, three teams may available that needs quarterbacks. So, uh, like a lot of people say, well, Redskins need one. Well, if you're given a second chance in life, like no matter what it is, sports, no matter what, if you're getting, given a second chance like Ron Rivera has for the Washington Redskins, why would you do the exact same things you did or have the exact same people you did during your first chance? How do you expect to succeed in life or, or get better or prosper in a way if you had the same of same type of guy who you took who the chances was already taken on. So I don't understand why people think that Cam Newton is a good decision going to going to Washington. And I don't I don't think I don't think they even looking at him and you know they traded for Kyle Allen because he knows the system, but he knows he's the back of quarterback. He knows when he comes in that he's only coming in for maybe two or three games. Now last season he had to play the whole season because of this Cam's injury. But it's not like he's gonna be out there starting and and competing with Dwayne Haskins. And Dwayne Haskins didn't didn't show that many flashes last season, but there is no way that you can give up on a guy that you drafted in the first round without giving him 16 games. Plus, on top of that, you changed the culture of him and the offense already, and it's only been one season for him. So, Redskins are going to be patient and see what they got in Haskins. So far, they're doing everything right around him. Uh, They still have to trade Trent Williams away. But as far as the defense, they're getting better. They're about to get Chase Young. Then you know the sec- the secondary will come along at some point. I mean the defense is going to be there, and with Rivera there, right in the ship, you know, Redskins should not will not be a, a terrible team. You got to think, okay, all they need is a couple more weapons outside of Terry McGarland. So what 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 does it make sense to go camp? All right, and then all the other team I could think is the Raiders, but as long as Derek Carr is still there, then there's no room for Cam Newton there either. So the market is very very small for him, and and like we said before, if this is a Carmelo Anthony situation and waiting to happen where he's too good to be a backup or too big of a star. Like, you, you hear the word Cam Newton, you hear the word Camilla Anthony, all you think of is how great they are, you know, as, as far as icon and legend status-wise, but and, and what they are today is a different story. So, will he get that humble pie? He's going to have to take it, probably. And I don't know if the Patriots will go out their way and what they're trying to do and bring in Cam either. So... Everything you mentioned about you know you can't go to facilities because of the virus right now. You can't you can't bring in him in for workouts and see him in person. And there's there's no way a team is going to invest invest in somebody like that to to start at quarterback at the most valuable position without being able to test him and see what he got before you commit.
0: No, Ron Rivera, he's just too smart to not want to bring Cam on board, and that's not saying he has a bad relationship with him or anything go right in Carolina It's just smart business to your, your ownership believes in Haskins and they wanted him, they adamantly wanted him under the leadership of Jay group. So ownership is not going to turn on the way Haskins and bringing Cam in would just create that, that discord that, you know, it would just kind of divide the locker room, which is something you don't want when you just got that job. So Ron Bear is smart for doing that. Um, we know, as all great athletes, and generally as all people do, everybody has the ego, there's no way Canway would want to come to D.C. and be a backup to Dwayne Haskins. He would easily beat Haskins out in training camp for that job. And, I mean, at 75%, he would probably do that because Haskins just had not shown, you know, the type of NFL tools just quite yet. So um, I think, you know, Rivera knowing that and just the idea of, and the viewpoint that leadership has on Haskins, it wasn't worth bringing Cam in for that. So right now, he's going to be on the outside looking in most places because either everybody's already signed their young quarterback or they went the route of a Brady or a Rivers or you're on your you know, your final gap with Big Ben and soon-to-be Aaron Rodgers. So a lot of places – already have guys that they believe in and they're not going to take a chance on Cam. So out in I mean even teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are he's a he's a rookie, so they're going to ride with Gardner Minshew, so there's no place for Cam in Jacksonville even. So he's going to have to wait it out, get healthy, train hard and be ready when called upon because right now the market is bare unless somebody decides that Hey, we're gonna go all in on Derek Carr and right inside the Reyes decide to part with Derek Carr, that's about the only logical landing spot for him because the consensus uh is that the Chargers will draft a young guy. So all the people that wanna keep putting Cam towards the Chargers, it's not gonna happen. They already have Tyrod. They're gonna draft a guy. Nobody really carries three Q B. So, you know, Cam may just have to be in that position of once someone gets injured, which always happens, uh, if their offensive style fits what he does well, they can bring him in and hopefully get him up to speed in a week or two to, to start winning some games. But outside of that, he's going to uh, probably wind up missing a couple of weeks, if not the whole season, because I don't think anybody's going to sign him in free agency.
1: No, uh, I I actually would love Cam with the Raiders, because, just because it's – Las Vegas and you need a starter to, to, to be the face of the franchise and he can be that as far as the face but yeah man I I, I don't know I know I know a lot of people are mad about the cam situation and at some point they're gonna they're gonna put the they're gonna put the race card into effect which really don't make any sense to me I you, you you know that's coming right
0: I mean they can do that but at the same time it's it's really not relevant if anybody else has been this injured okay well we can take the race card away Uh, Look at Sam Bradford. He's a free agent. He's had multiple injuries, multiple surgeries, and, you know, he's not currently in the league. He's a free agent. So, I mean, there's an example right there. So the whole thing about someone being black or white, that is just not accurate. It's just about your production. And whether it's fair or not, Cam, he has a big personality, uh, he's a very outspoken, outgoing guy. And sometimes that just doesn't vibe with certain franchises, certain locker rooms. Um, you just have to be – and your production has to be enough to outweigh that. So if your production isn't enough to outweigh that, you're going to be on the outside looking in once your production starts to decline. We saw that across all sports, NBA, NFL, baseball, uh, boxing. Like once you're, Once your production drops, and you're not worth the headache or worth the coverage anymore, people will discard you. I mean, look yeah. at Alan Irrison. Once he his once his production starts to decline, AI was out of the league. I mean, that goes across all, all sports.
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh, but like, because the market is so bare, hey, like everybody who wants Cam in LA with the Chargers or Miami, you gotta realize there's only been one quarterback in the last maybe seven to eight years. That was drafted first round and didn't play a game, so I know if I use that kind of draft capital on a quarterback, whether it's you know this season to Joe Burrow, uh, you got Tua, Justin Herbert, um, you know rumors about Jordan Love being drafted first round, they're gonna play this season. So having Cam, so basically if if people want Cam with the Chargers, now would you would you have more like all right any team in the Chargers like would they have they would have more trouble? Or it's harder to do in the league as far as uh, consensus to bench Cam Newton for the, for the rookie. But they can do it for Tyrod Taylor because we know what Tyrod Taylor is. But Tyrod Taylor can get you eight, nine wins. And like I, like we said before, in the AFC, that's probably good enough to be a seven seed. But it's, it's it's so much easier to go with Justin Herbert over Tyrod if the team is struggling. Or it's so much easier to go from Tua to ty, from Tyrod. But with Cam there in a way, if you if you saying Cam Newton is a bridge quarterback, not you know now people will say oh that's disrespectful, but you know we say a Teddy Bridgewater is not a, it's not a problem. Who got paid so much money to be a backup in New Orleans? Who got paid to be to take Cam's spot because the Cam are going in a different, I mean it depends. are going in a different direction. Like Cam was Cam was great, high profile, and you know exciting to watch. And you know they just going the mature route, the 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 steady the. The balance, the, the balanced guy who can who can get you, who can he might not win you on games, but he ain't gonna lose you the games. And Teddy is smart, high IQ player. So, I mean, you can you can spend it how you want to spend it, but it's not like it, it's not like this is not 2015 Cam Newton that's about to suit up next season. And that's really why, like you said, the production is is why he's not going to be on the team next year. So, it's gonna it's gonna be the humble pie. He he gonna, he gonna have to eat it and. It's not is and it really is not all his fault. It's just the fact that we draft so many quarterbacks every single year that teams are not going to give up on a quarterback that young. Yes, the Cardinals gave up on Josh Rosen, but they got Kyler Murray, so they you know saying like so it didn't they didn't really lose a beat. They still got a rookie quarterback going into his second year, um, and those those type of teams, you if you if you mess up on a quarterback that early, whether it's top ten, top fifteen, you're really you're really in a bind and you set yourself back five years. So. Teams, teams who go, who need the quarterback, who young quarterbacks, they're going to take advantage and they're going to okay, we're going to give to every every option he has. Uh, we're going to give Justin Herbert every option he had before we move on to another quarterback. Like look at the Chicago Bears. A lot of people want Cam there as well, but it's like I mean they had Mitch Trubisky who also struggled to throw the ball. So why would they want somebody else who may struggle to throw the ball in Cam Newton? Like it doesn't make sense. That's why that's why they got Nick Foles, who may not be as great as you know a Tom Brady from the same type of quarterback they are. But he can throw the ball too. And that's what they that's what they want. They want somebody who's accurate with the ball. And Nick Foles can be that he just has a ceiling that he can't, you know, surpass. So you gotta you gotta think of the situation and what teams are in and you can't just say, Oh, well, that team's open. Well not really though. They have two guys, which means they have none. So it adding Cam Newton doesn't make any sense either there. So the market the market's gonna be bad and I, I feel bad for him. Nah, that's just the nature of the business, man. He you no, know, he's
0: had a Pretty good run, but, I mean, he just has a combination of factors hitting him at one time, and that's just kind of how it breaks down. I mean, look at um, the Cardinals. We just mentioned the Cardinals. Okay, so when they change coach and offensive scheme, Rosen's out. Let's get this coach, the guy he wants, so we give him the best chance to succeed.
1: That's Calum Murray. They
0: won five games. They were in play to win a few others. And I mean, they just play all around good football for for the most part. And now they have you know, three Hopkins going forward, so you expect something to happen with the Cardinals. Um, and then look at something like Andrew Luck retiring. The Colts had Cooper in place to be a bridge quarterback. That's kind of the route that Carolina's taking right now. Andrew Luck, even though he was perennially winning 10, 11 games when fully healthy, and you know he was. They got it. They wrapped it to be the future for a decade to 15 years, potentially win some MVPs and Super Bowls, which he never got a chance to do. That's kind of what the idea of Cam Newton was. He would be our franchise guy for 10 to 15 years, you know, win Super bowls, take us to, you know, the height of heights. But once injuries mount up, it's time to change course. So Cam and Andrew Luck were kind of in the same boat. And it's just a matter of you got to move on when everything happens like that. When ownership changes, head coach changes, the rosters change, like everybody that was there when you were there, lots of turning over. They're not turning the roster over to help you. They're turning the roster over to move the franchise in a different direction. So, you know, it just all those things culminate at one time and Cam is out. That's just what it is.
1: Right. Uh. So, kind of combining these – all right, where are we going? So, we're going to still talk about Cam a little bit, but I want to add these guys in. So, we talked about Burrow, Tua, and Herbert and how they're being drafted. So, I don't know if you saw, the uh, we talked about that tweet about the first-round draft picks, about the number one overall pick. So, this is the last number one overall pick since 2011, since Cam Newton. So, Cam Newton went first in 2011. Uh, he's a free agent right now, and we talked about his market, about he doesn't have any. Andrew Luck, retired 2012. Eric Fisher, uh, left tackle for the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl. Clowny. Now he's a free agent because he's just crazy. Because he, he he's trying he's trying to get he's trying to get uh twenty something mil. He's trying
0: to he's trying to break the bank. Nobody's gonna pay for that, man. Like he hasn't he hasn't been that kind of game record to even command that. Like that's Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, Lou Keekly type of money, Bobby Wagner type of money. Clowny hasn't been wrecking the game to the extent of those guys. You know. If Miles Garrett didn't get into the situation he was in, that the money that Clowney's asking for, it goes to guys like that. Clowney's not getting that kind of money. Unless somebody stupid like the Jets overpaid.
1: Right. Well, Clowney crazy, but he do, he does have a lot of F the play up stats, which doesn't get counted. But, yeah, 21 is crazy. But 2014 was Clowney. Uh 2015, Jameis Winston. Uh, he's a free agent as well. Jared Goff, I would say hit or miss based off, First year with Jeff Fisher, then he got got into the right scheme with 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 uh, with Sean McVay, and you know he's I mean he's not a, an ascended talent, but he can be a good starter for the next ten years. That's fine. Uh, Miles Garrett, 2017. You know the only problem we got with him is he just you know hit people in the head with helmets. That that's not a problem. Uh, Baker Mayfield in uh, 18. That's still up in the air. I think this season he would bounce back with with uh, Kevin Stefanski at the helm, and Kyler Murray. Uh, from the Cardinals last season and he looked good so far uh winning rookie of the year um so le- all right so let's re- let's remove Eric Fisher because they had Alex Smith at the time and they didn't really need a quarterback Claudine and Garrett those were team needs at the time and they were the best players by far in the draft class as far as you know pr- uh prospects coming out uh Kleine, you know wrecking the league since he was a freshman Garrett I mean it just it, you look at Garrett you see why he went there no more so, with Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. So, we kind of – I'm not saying we – it's a reason we ought to, but it's like when we value quarterbacks, it's kind of like we go a little bit too much with it, um, which it is the most valuable position on the field, so I can understand it. But these quarterbacks, who get drafted first overall, it's its a reason why they're, the teams that are picking them are, are where they at. So, the Panthers – I think the year before that, they was it was terrible, and, and getting somebody like Cam Newton, boom, and you got Luke Keekly, and you know a couple years later, you was in the Super Bowl. So, you know that 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 might be an outlier for you know for most of these guys. Andrew Luck, he was so great that he can wheel his team to 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 the playoffs. But look, he's he's retired. Why? Because he got hit so much. Because the coach took forever to get him the weapons. Took him forever to get the offensive line. Took forever to get a good defense. Cam Newton was special because it's hard to guard somebody like Cam Newton who's, what, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, uh, just big as your linebacker and can run fast as anybody on the field. Just an amazing athlete, and it was hard to stop. So, you know, like I said, he's a great athlete. Jameis Winston, we know about him, but why were the Bucs up there? They didn't, they didn't have the offensive line. They didn't have the defense for most of his career. Most of the career of Tampa Bay Buccaneers was a bottom 20 uh, Bottom twenty. Defense in the league last year they was it was they was pretty good and it was seven nine but what happened to Jameis he just he didn't know he just wasn't what he needed to be at this stage and, and the Bucks cost a couple losses because of that Jared Goff he needs he needs the running game we see with Todd Gurley being being bad now with the knees that Jared Goff needs a little bit more help so you same thing Baker Mayfield he got all the help now but without an offensive line he can't do nothing. Uh Kyler Murray, the team, the team is growing, they should be getting better, right? So I'm saying I'll just say this like those guys had had a little trouble with, with with resources and all that, like and all that stuff. Now with Burrow, Joe Burrow going number one, most likely to Cincinnati Bengals, he might be in the same similar boat. And you see Cincinnati paying the defense, they paid Trey Wayne, they paid uh uh, DJ Reader, they paid McKenzie Alexander, and I, I want to say a safety sign today. I can't remember what safety it was, um, but he signed today. Um, was it Vaccaro? Kenny Vaccaro, I think, signed to the Bengals. And so they're paying on defense. You still got A.J. Green. They franchise tag him. Their offensive lineman Joe, Jonah Williams coming. So they they are trying, right? But look at the guys who've been successful in this league. Uh, Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, uh, what, the fourth round pick? Uh, Tom Brady, the most successful quarterback ever, six-round pick. Russell Wilson for Seattle, a third-round pick. Uh, even Kirk Cousins, he was a uh, what fourth-round pick. And they drafted uh, Robert Griffin They traded all the capital to go get him, and he didn't last. And Kirk Cousins <laughs> took over. So, do you think? Do you think it's it's a not a theory, but some kind of a thing where the better situations are always the quarterbacks that don't get drafted high? So, Burrow going to Cincinnati and and. We know the Chargers are up and down, but Tua or Herbert would go there, with that defense and what they have done, you know, two seasons ago being twelve or four. I feel like Herbert or Tua, when they go go to the Chargers, their their opportunity to be successful is so much greater than what a Joe Burrow can do. And it's like we're gonna, you know, a couple years down the line, we're gonna say, oh, uh, the, the the Bengals so messed that up, and they should have got Herbert or, or Tua. Kind of like the draft players of Baker Mayfield, like how many people are saying Lamar Jackson and, and Josh Allen are better than, you know, are better than the Baker and Sam Darnold being, you know, how high they went, even Josh Rosen, right? And it's like okay, Lamar Jackson went in four, with fourteen and two last season, but he went round what he went and pick uh thirty two with a great team, uh, and and Josh Allen same thing. The Bills moved up in the in the draft from like pick twenty something to come get Josh Allen, and. He's on the same boat as far as like my team is good, but the the Browns on the other hand and Jets for Darn and Baker, they had a struggle with the teams they had because of how bad they were. So, what are your thoughts on on that on that as far as like the value of the quarterbacks being drafted so high, but you got to realize that most of the, the great quarterbacks in the league were, you know, were drafted later to better teams.
0: I mean, this is kind of the nature of the business because Normally, the worse you are, you're picking first for a reason. So that means, yeah, you may need a quarterback, but you probably have six other needs as well. So, you know, getting a quarterback just gonna fix one of those. And that's if you even take the right guy. Or in a guy like Andrew Luck's case, he was so great, he could come transform the team. And they really only got like Andrew Luck's really outlier. They only got it because Peyton Manning had the neck surgery and. You know they were bad. And they were they weren't going to bring him back. So Andrew Luck kind of got there, you know, by chance because they were so bad that he was on take Manning and stuff like that. But he's an example of all right. You got a quarterback who can elevate the team from those two three wins to eleven and five right away. But at the same time, you're not able to fix the other needs you have of offensive line or running game or linebacker stuff like that. So by the time this guy's all used up, you need a quarterback again. You so know, it's just one of those things where if, the later you get drafted, whether any position, the better off you're going into it because the teams who normally are drafting later are the better teams. So those are the better front offices, the Seattle, the Patriots, the Steelers, you know, and then you got the 49ers who were only drafted early in the draft because they had started a rebuild – but they were hitting on their picks, so now that they've hit on their picks, trading for a quarterback, you're just retooling what you need. So it's just certain teams, you know, it all depends upon why they're picking what they are. Like the Cowboys, for example, they already had everything; they just needed a quarterback once Romo left. So that's why getting Dak later on, he can come in and win games. By the way, Seattle had already started to build that Legion of Boom in previous drafts, but you get Russ in, he beats out Matt Flynn for the job. Boom! You're in back-to-back Super Bowls, and you're possibly in back-to-back champions. So that's just the nature of the game. Like the later you get drafted, you're going to a better situation. Like Lamar, pick 32. All the Raiders were doing we're trying to move on from Joe Flacco, who was keeping them around eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six, in good years. So now you go and get this guy, pick 32, and he has a year. You no, know, he played half a the season, then he had a whole entire offseason season to groom. You no, know, the groom his game get with the uh, new O.C. Greg Roman, and boom, now he's MVP. So outside of a guy like Mahomes, he just, Mahomes went mid-draft just because uh, Trubisky got traded up for it. So, you know, it's just certain, certain things where the later you get drafted, the better situation you're going into. That's why people are saying, like, whoever lands on the Chargers is going to be in a good situation because they already have so many other things in place. Or whoever goes towards the Miller or the bottom half of the draft in those ranges to the Patriots or to the Colts, like good, good stable organizations that can build teams around you. Those are the places you want to be at. But at the same time, you know, as a guy who, like Burrow, you are gonna have the greatest collegiate season ever. And you've earned a number one pick, but are you not incentivized to be number one pick because your team has so many needs? It's just, you know, it all depends upon who the guy is. I mean, guys are competitive. They want to take on that challenge. So, I can't – the first pick is valuable, but at times it can be overvalued if you don't have the right things in place to help steal that roster out right away to take advantage of that rookie contract and keep that guy healthy. Uh,
1: So, all right, so in in that situation, so Joe Burrow is going number one. So, would you – all right, so right now, would you bank on – who having a better career? A guy like you know, Tua Herbert, whoever go to uh, L.A. or Miami, or guys who will go later, you know, your Easons, your Fromm's, your Jordan Loves, your Jalen Hurts. Would you rather? Would you bank them? Will have a better career versus uh, Joe Burrow, or, or do you think can Joe Burrow be more of the Cam Newton, you know, and, and the Andrew Luck side of of special, where no matter what, I'm gonna get my team there. Cause uh, and let me add, add Peyton Manning in there too as a number one pick. Like if I, if I'm special, can I get them there? Like, do you think Joe Burrow is that good, or would you would you would you would you, would you rather bank on the other guys?
0: Like, I'll take the guy who's gonna get drafted later on because he's gonna be in a better situation. Like, I mean, you got young Mike Thomas, Sean Payton's a, a great guy. If, if you tell me Jordan Love or Jacob Eason is going to the Saints that guy is going to have a better chance of being successful because the Saints are – They didn't, New Orleans may not be the most glamorous as far as like city-wise or market-wise like a, compared to Miami or L.A. or New York, but with Sean Payton ownership that doesn't mind spending money, stuff like that, if you tell me the Saints are going to get Jordan Love and Jalen Easton, I'll take that over a guy going to Cincinnati or something like that just because of – Look at what's at stake in that division. All right, you have Steelers who have elite defense. Mike Tomlin's not going to retire anytime soon. Uh, you know, the whole Ryan Chaser keeps on getting better, but they missed him for a short time frame and they retooled that defense pretty much on the fly. Then you have, all right, the Baltimore Ravens, another great coach in John Harbaugh, another good front office dealing to Pittsburgh that doesn't mind spending, good at drafting. So now you're looking at maybe being, outside of an injury, you're looking at being the third best team in the division already. So that's not good for Cincinnati. And your ownership is just now starting to spend money. And who knows if they're just going to – Cincinnati's not a glamorous location either, but is that Taylor really that guy? Are you going to be in a situation similar to Baker where by the time you're on your third year, fourth year, you're going to be on, like, your – Second, third head coach stuff like that. So those things, those things play a factor, man. Um, Cincinnati hasn't been known to fire people like Marvin Lewis stayed around for a long time. But you just have to look at just the history of certain franchises. Cincinnati has never shown to be the kind of franchise that does spend a lot of money, um, that does per- perennially build out a contender. So I'm going to always take the guy who's drafted later because you're going to a team that probably just came off a good playoff run. They've already had some good draft picks. So, um, like a guy like Tua at five to like Miami, he could walk in and be successful because they already have built out their roster through the last, you know, the, the last few days, few weeks. They spent some decent money on guys, not overpaid anybody. So, you know, Tua could be the outlier over top five, top ten picks from this from this class that goes in and hits right away. Or, you know, if Herbert lands on the Chargers or something like that, they could both have decent success. Um, but like Burrow, Cincinnati, he's talented, great season. Um, you got people throwing out, you know, high praise for as comparison wise for him like Joe Montana and stuff like that. I'm not going that far because the NFL game and the college game are way different, even though they are implementing more college style, but always give me the guys after later on. Give me the Jordan love, give me the Jacob Eason. If they're gonna land with a Josh McDaniel, a Sean Payton, a Kyle Shanahan, guys like that.
1: Yeah, I I believe like this is it's kind of similar to like uh the 4 draft with Eli uh Big Ben and and Phil Rivers, like these three quarterbacks have the potential to I won't say be better than them, but as far as a trio goes, when you're talking about, okay, if Burrow if Burrow go to Cincinnati, with if, if if Zach Taylor if if Zach Taylor is the guy. Wait, two in Miami and Herbert in in LA. It's a chance where if Joe Burrow is special like people say he is, Cincinnati gonna be around, and then you got two will be in a great division, and Herbert won't win his division. But I mean, that, that t- how great that team is on defense and the weapons around them. It could be it could be something special with with all three of these quarterbacks in the right spots. Because we, we talked about it, man. It's like your your situation will always matter no matter what the case is, and. If 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 they're putting you in the right spot, you always have a, ch- a good chance to be successful and win and win football games.
0: Yeah, it's always situation dependent. You know,
1: the the team at
0: the top of the draft, they're gonna have more hope than the team at the bottom of the draft. That's just that's just the way it goes. Normally, the smarter organizations are at the bottom because they either if you're pick 31 thirty one, thirty two, you just play in the Super Bowl, and if you're what 20, 20 through thirty, you were in the playoffs, so you know, something like that, I'd really go to one of those teams. Unless it's the Houston Texans because Bill O'Brien is and stuff up stuff right now. But <laughs> outside of that, outside of that, give me every other, every other team in that mix. Give me New England. Give me, you know, Tennessee's proven to be pretty competent. Um, I really can't fault them for the market's mediocre pitch at the time because he was coming out of that great college season, and they needed a quarterback. So you really can't fault Tennessee for picks like that. But they've made other smart moves. So like give me a playoff team or someone who barely the playoffs like a Pittsburgh, something like that. Give me a franchise like that who's proven or no the coach. Give me someone like that over just the team that's always bad at the top of the draft in the top seven, eight picks. All
1: right. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back. All right, we are back. Um so Rashad, I'm kind of I'm kind of upset because the Olympics has been pushed back due to all this virus stuff, and you know we got we got a lot of people panicking, which you should you should be concerned. You should everybody should should take precautions, stay at home, do what you got to do because we have to survive in this world, and right now that's the way to do it: social distancing. Make sure we practicing that. With that being said, Olympics is being pushed back, so you know I love my I love watching handball and and water polo fencing, like, it's, it's about ta- time to branch out to other sports. But in far as basketball sense, all right, so LeBron James, if, if they postpone this, and let's say they rush the NBA season, and let's say the Olympics started right after the NBA season, Are, are we? do we think USA, the, the best players, are, are going to come out and play? You, do you think LeBron James will, will still play even at year 17, uh, Kevin Durant coming off of the Keys? Um, You know, we know Kyrie won't play uh, with his knee surgery. Clay coming off of ACL if he makes the team. Uh, All right, so if if that's the case, do we have a chance?
0: So it'll be interesting, man, because right now we know guys, you know, Curry's banged up. Uh, Like you mentioned, Kevin Durant, he's hurt right now. So I'm wondering if guys would want to go um, next year. Depending upon how this season wraps up, like is this season already done? When do they start next year? Like how does that play out? Like will it will they have to play from December through June, then go straight to the Olympics? So it'll all depend upon like the scheduling of how it all breaks down. Um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think too many guys would want to go play. You know, if you if you shorten the season like that. There are probably more back-to-back, more four and five nights, things like that. So I'm not sure how many guys will want to go play. Of course, they they love opportunity. But I'm not sure how many guys will want to go play um, just with all that wear and tear on their body. I mean, you already got guys doing lower management. But that could be some guys' last opportunity to go play in the limit. So that that could be LeBron James' last time. He may want to go. Or a guy like KD and Curry, or even Harden, like they're in their early 30s, so they may feel like, man, by the time this comes back around in three three more years, you know, if they if they keep the rotation of 2020, then uh, 2024 limits again, guys like Curry, Harden, KD could feel like, man, in my early 30s, I mean, I get a chance to play the next time. So I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity and go play now. So it kind of depends upon, you know, how to schedule is all falls or if you know those guys didn't want to go try out or just might just get hurt again so it just kind of depends but I would hope the best players go the LeBron, the 80s the Kawhi, the Dames the Steph you know I would hope those guys do take the chance and go but if they don't we would still have a good crop right behind them with Bradley Bill and you know some other guys there waiting to, to get that chance at it as well Jason Tatum guys like that
1: yeah I mean the, with the Olympics being pushed back, it kind of it, it is kind of crazy, uh. Because we don't know how the NBA season is going to finish. We don't know what the Olympics going to do because you're talking about a lot of traveling to other countries, and that's the whole point of this. How this thing spread it. Um. You know, I'm kind of upset because you know me. I was yeah, I w- I would be in your messages right now. Uh, yeah. Hashtag Team Cerberus. You know, I was on. <laughs> I'm gonna still ride my boys, but um. But yeah, I mean, I just know that. When it comes to Team USA, you know, it's certain things you expect, but it's like all these players uh, that, you know, our, our stars are, you know, in the in the game, it's like, okay, but you still have to find the right mix. And the reason why I, I knew that Team USA would struggle in the FIBA was because it's hard for us as USA team to just put a roster together and think that we can just go out there and play a Spain or go play a Serbia or play a... Play a Greece team that's been playing together since they were they been little, like Team USA basketball is all we know. Like that's the basketball and football are the main sports that that Americans I would say play. Oh, not Americans, but you know you get you know what I'm saying. Like that most popular sports in like in the in America, and it's like I play with a lot of different people in my life, and so has this other guy here. But we haven't played together, had that chemistry to where Rick Rubio and Paul Gasol know exactly where they're going to be at 24/7 on the court, versus what you know what a Miles Turner and Tatum would be. They don't play together. They never played together before, probably in their life. Besides FIBA, and maybe you know if they you know because what well, Tatum's a well, Tatum's a two-year pro, Turner might be a three or four. So it's not like they would they play, played in college together. It's not like they played against each other. In high school, maybe, but Tatum would have been younger. You know what I mean? It's like, so, it's like a lot of things that we have to have that chemistry. But when you have the talent to override it, a LeBron James, Kevin Durant, eight, um, Davis, and and you got James Harden, Curry on, all on the court, the talent can overtake the chemistry. But when we have to go to... like for, for example, let's say if Anthony Davis do not play, what big men are we going to send over there to compete with Team USA? Like, uh, against uh, all the other guys. Like, when we talk about the best big men in the game, most of them are not from here. When you got the NBs, the Jokic's, uh, even Cat now from not playing with Team USA. I um, mean, and the list goes on. After the end of Davis, I think the best one is like Drummond, right? You would say Drummond or like who who do you say is the best big men for Team USA outside of Davis? Like drummit uh, or you band kinda, you you of you you yeah, you, you kind of have to with fade cat Well, but see um, but see cat Cat, but cat, but cat, yeah cat is um okay. uh what's the country Dominican Republic or um is it well, Dominican Republic, or is it not that not yeah uh the same team that Al Hover play on uh yeah yeah probably have to go Miles Turner cuz him or Andre Drummond like yeah, yeah right so and you know and as far as Fever <laughs> basketball concern I don't like that. So if, if if Davis don't play or LeBron James don't play or Kevin Durant don't play, it's going to be hard man for a team USA team to come out and dominate. Now they may win, but dominate, I don't know. And like I said, the, the chemistry had the the talent has to outweigh the chemistry of these other countries. And when you know the best players in the world are we talked about this with the All-Star break, when you have the guys like Giannis and Luka and Jokic who are elite NBA players, you know, for the, for their country, they have other guys on that roster who, you know, they may not be them, but together, you know, with, with the Giannis on the court, you know, that as a point guard, probably just as good. Or, you know, you know, Team Spain had all them guys over there. So it's like, I, I mean, I, I'm very interested to see what Team USA does. Um, if the Stars back out like they did in the FIBA. But I, I definitely know if, like, I, as LeBron James, if I won the NBA Finals, I probably wouldn't play. Um because it may be his last raw he may. But it's like I know Kevin Durant probably wouldn't risk it. Uh, Kyrie probably wouldn't risk. It. You know, guys like that who come an injury, they probably wouldn't risk it. But with LeBron James, seventeen years in, having to rush the NBA season and an Olympics in before the next season, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll be tough because guys' bodies will be worn down. So it'll 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 be tough. I think. They may just fight. normally like with the FIBA game. That's when you kind of get the younger guys, and then normally for the you know the world the world game. That's when you kind of have the uh, the the proven star Wars, the LeBrons, the KDS, the the J Kids, guys like that. But uh, I'm not sure, man. I I, I want to see how it plays out scheduling wise because you know if you have a guy like Bradley Beal who you know may miss the playoffs or Devin Booker those guys will jump at the opportunity to go play summer ball and continue to build their brand, work on their craft. But at the same time, if, if LeBron says, all right, I want to go get one more gold medal, Pops going to bring LeBron James <laughs> to the game. If, if Kevin Durant says, look, I want to be there, uh, I know people think him and Kawhi don't get along, but him and Kawhi still respect each other. If Kawhi says, "Pop, I want to be out there, they will be on that team. Like there, there's no way you're not gonna take the three best players that this country has to offer to them. there's no way you're gonna pass in those guys, like AD, there's no way you're gonna not take four of the best players in the world. James Harden, there's no way you're not gonna take <laughs> Say <five. for> six <laughs> <best> <laughs> players in the world. Steph Curry, there's no way you're not gonna take six of the seven best players in the world, man. So I don't depend upon how the schedule and these guys' body holds up, you're not going to pass those guys. Up. You're not going <laughs> to decline. You know, any of those guys, the opportunity to go represent this country one more time or for the first time. Because I don't think Steph has a gold medal. Right. And he, if he
1: – do you have a dual medal? 2016. He should have played on that team. I think he did. I don't, I don't think he did. Should have. Well, anyway. Yeah, so if, if those all guys play, it's no contest for the, the rest of the world. That's why I kind of like. I kind of want. I kind of want, like LeBron, them not to play to see, like I, I'm not saying I want. <laughs> I don't want that fever team out there. <laughs> that's not, that's not what I want. But I, you know the Bradley Bills, uh, the Dames, like I, I want them out there. Probably not the top. Probably not the top five guys. Well, well, really just Kevin Durant, and LeBron. I think if Kawhi, and down play, you know it'll be very interesting to see. I mean. I, what, team you say will win. It, it, there's no question about that. When you, when you got Kawhi, Damon, and Bradley Beal, for example. But as far as big men concerns, I think they, I think they desperately need Anthony Davis to play. Because like I said, you go, yeah, you, you this, go from Davis to Drummond. To so much, you want him out there, <laughs> right? But you go from, you go from Davis to Drummond or Miles Turner. A, hey, I'm not, am I'm, I'm not with it, like. Because you got to think about they, they have to guard all those guys and, and play that small ball and, and move. And I don't, I don't know if they can do it effectively to an Anthony Davis type of guy. And it's like when you have Giannis, who plays center for Greece, Jokic, who <laughs> he play everything, it, you know, it, 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 it dwindled down a little bit. And we lucky, NBA team, wherever country he's from, I think he's from Cameroon, I believe. But wherever he's from, he, look, he, he his team not good enough uh, to be in there because, you know, he'll be dominating dominating too. um. Let's move on. We got only a few minutes left, ten minutes left. Hey, so we just we want to do a top list, really just a top four list. Our, our profit rule to sports, top four, and we come up with a five. Uh, we will add it in there as well. But as far as what we can agree on together as a profits together, we have this rule. So, um, so number number four, and I think we need to talk about this. If you aren't top ten. In the NBA, you do not qualify as a superstar. I think this word gets the word superstar is too loose, and I think it's our job to tighten it back up.
0: Yeah, you got people throwing around the word superstar for everybody. Oh, Clay Thompson, superstar, and you know, and he is the first thing that came to mind because people do consider him in that class, but he's not a superstar. A superstar is someone. Who can take over the game at any point. They can sell tickets because to be a superstar, you have to sell tickets. You can carry the team on your back throughout an eighty-two game regular season. So that's why we only consider the guys like LeBron, Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, uh Damian Lewis. That's how we only consider those young I think I said young. Like that's why we only consider those guys as like the superstars like a a Kyrie is not a superstar. He couldn't get Cleveland to the playoffs without LeBron. And when he's out injured, his team still has success. So Kyrie's not a superstar. He's a, he's a, a star player, a all-star, but he's not in that superstar category. So for anybody who's having trouble understanding what we mean by that, this is what we mean. Um, and someone may say, we didn't mention Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook had a superstar season. Um, as the MVP and stuff like that. Um, but he's kind of on that fringe. I mean, he does he does sell tickets, and he can – he's proven he can get August a the playoffs and stuff like that. So, but I think he would be more on the fringe because he's not always a top-ten player because you got a guy like Luka, who I think has ascended past Russ, and he's trending towards superstar status. So, by the distinction of always being a top-ten player, I don't think Russ – falls in that category of always been a top 10 player but he he has some superstar capabilities but he can't always take over the game because he's not a great shooter he can't always get his own shot because he he can't really hit a three pointer so he, he you know he's had moments but he's not in that category
1: yeah and the super the superstar thing like uh, you you mentioned that I remember some, sometimes somebody said Oh, the Warriors got four superstars. And I, you know, I had to like you know stop myself a little bit and see like where where is it at? And Curry and KD don't superstars I see. And they, they want to say, Oh, Draymond, no. Oh, Clay, no. Uh, super, superstar is that term where it's 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 not even a it's like you know it when you see it, to me, to be honest. Like, we know, we look at Giannis, what he's done for the Bucks. Like how many how many other guys in the world can do that? Not a lot, especially when people complain about Middleton as a, as the number two. Only the superstars can do that, in my opinion. Uh, you add Clay Thompson and swap Klay for Giannis. Where do you think the books are at? I mean, with 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 Coach Bud and a good roster, they could be a what a bottom a eight eight seed, and that's a losing record. So it it just depend, It just depends, and what a superstar is can take over the game can. Like you said, sell the seats and and take over. And Anthony Davis is kind of you know is a difference maker because we have to value bigs differently, which is why I say if you're not top ten, you don't qualify. Uh, for guys like NB Jokic and Davis, it you you have to you have to define it a little differently because they are bigs who are predicated around a, a guard or a wing player. So um, yeah, so that would mean if you don't if you're at top ten, you don't qualify a superstar. Um, number three. Coach's specialty should be the team's recipe. Now, what we mean by that in the NFL, Bill Belichick is defensive-minded. What did the Patriots always have, Rashad? A great defense. Oh, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, the Patriots always had a great defense, man. I don't, I can't remember a time where they've ever had a bad defense.
1: All right. Sean Payton is offensive-minded. Even when they had the historically worst defense, the offense was always great. So, Champagne offense, Saints offense is always great. So th- that's what Man, we mean. They always yeah. be a, a top, a,
0: a top five, top ten offense always.
1: Right. So that's what we mean by coach's specialty should be the team's recipe. And if you look around the league, you can see it. For example, my Vikings Zimmer defense always good. Cal uh, Shedd offensive, the running game elite. Uh, you that, it. now then you have your outlier guys who are what? Uh, uh, uh John Harbaugh who is special teams coordinator. Who got a job? But look at what he did. His his uh his defensive minded guy and offensive minded guy are both above average. Great uh, should have been a running for for uh for coaches for coaches like head coaching jobs. And their offense is good. Their defense is good. But you got guys like Pat Shermer, Giants offense was bad, and it was even with a rookie quarterback. You should have should have seen some kind of growth in the Giants offense, and you did. He got fired. I would say defensively, who we got as an example. Uh Dan Quinn, Atlanta. He almost got fired. <laughs> if it wasn't, and they didn't come back and beat the Saints and, and beat the 49ers, he probably wouldn't have been out of a job. But his defense was bad. Yes, yes, it was injured, but great minds can 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 change that up. Like Bill Belichick lost Chandler Jones, one of the best pass rushers, and still can can get to the quarterback. Like you gotta find different ways. So I think that's a big rule
0: for us. No, the, the, the Patriots would give defensive players away, plug and, plug and replace, and, or you guys get injured and they'll still be fine. The the Falcons, Dan Quinn, he just hasn't been able to figure that, that thing out, man. So, you know, uh, the Falcons have the defensive team have been terrible under his watch. It seems like they've been getting worse year by year under him, and that's his specialty. So uh, he has to turn that around. i oh. look at Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Offense was terrible. Defense was defense was was a lockout. Was, was lockdown a stalwart?
1: Right, and that's what and that's why they were eight and eight instead of three and thirteen right now. Um, all right, rule number two: we say it every single week, you Don't pay running backs. I don't know how many times we got to say it, but do not pay them. It's too many examples. I don't want to get into them. It's too many examples. Do not pay running backs. Who's who, who's next to get paid? uh Davin cook uh alvin Kamara, christian mccaffrey to my vikings to the saints and to the panthers don't pay the running back
0: no you, you just start drafting a running back every two to three years because once you pay them the production goes downhill so uh, i think the next big dogs in line Saquon, mccaffrey Kamara, cook Chubb, uh and even potentially derrick henry next year they Decide not to franchise tag him again. So, you know, those are the next big dogs in the line. You know, you can hold out if you want to, but it's not going to be good. Unless you just take the stance of Zeke or have an owner like Jerry Jones who will just cave in to you. And, and see Zeke still has his productive years ahead, hopefully. So they'll get value out of him. But once his contract is done, he's, he's out.
1: He's out, definitely. Oh, and the, and the last one, man. We, we say this one almost every time, too. NBA Wings – Win rings. Uh, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Like you 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 rarely had the outliers of small guys leading a team to victory. So Isaiah Thomas, uh Steph Curry are the only two guys, you know, Curry before Durant got there, the only two guys that led their teams. To NBA championships as little as as little guards, Iverson got there, couldn't win it because uh, he ran into another wing like Kobe. Yes, and now you can say, okay, well, Kobe had Shaq. Um, you can say well, Larry had Kevin McHale, Robert Parish. You you can say that, but the big men we talked about it, how they're 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 valued differently. They're they're going to be weighted differently against against guys who can win. But, who can but no, win. it's not even it's,
0: it's not even that. When Shaq got in foul trouble, who took over the game? Kobe Bryant, when 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 you know Shaq wasn't in in shape, who was carrying the team throughout all those seasons? Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. like the, the 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 wing does it all. Michael Jordan was the catalyst that made teams start building around shooting guards, small forwards. I would say because you know if he was to the Lakers Magic, then well, Magic took over after Kareem kind of started to age, and you know Larry Bird was doing this thing, but the wings win your ring. So build your team around guys like Jason Tatum's or you know, a co-wilder, guys like that. Build your team around those kind of guys, not around a Steve Nash or a point guard.
1: Right. Or a Mars minor. That <laughs> the Knicks try to do when they brought in Mello. Um So th- those are are private rules for the sports world. I mean, NBA, NBA, NFL, like, don't, just if you stick to our rules, you, you're going to be fine. And don't play running backs. Win, be a team around the wings. Uh, if you have a coach, and if he's defensive and the defense is bad, He's going to be finally out the door. And if you want top 10, you yeah, not a superstar. I just, Matt Patricia better get right. He, uh, he's next. He's on the list. He's next. <laughs> yeah. he, 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 him and Dan Quinn and Adam Gates, all get sorry. Hey, they, they they on the way out, man. Um, this is the Prophets. Preach, care, preach with Rashad. We out. Uh, next week, don't forget to check us out. Seven, seven Thursdays every, every week. Um, next week, we have video. We had technical difficulties. All good. Preach, care, preach with Rashad. We out. Y'all stay safe. Join host Gene Marks in our Paychex Business Series podcast as he talks with real business owners and experts about real issues, including business innovation, navigating the road to recovery, and finding ways to thrive in the future. From politicians to marketing gurus and social media experts, we've got great guests such as Rich Rowell, Vice President of Small Business at Facebook, Meredith Schmidt, Executive Vice President, General Manager of Salesforce Essentials, and SMB at Salesforce, former 2020 Democratic Presidential Candidate Andrew Yang, and more. Listen and subscribe at paychecks.com slash business series.